Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby. Fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 164. From a cancer scare, wonky uterus, and block tube to miracle baby. Mel's story. Ah, my loves, I am so excited to be here with you this week as I am every week because this week is, you know, it's just especially special. I love how kind and generous my ladies are when it comes to sharing their stories of triumph. And you've got to know that each and every story that is shared here is so unique and such a celebration of a woman's decision to keep pursuing her dreams, even in the face of what could look like a hot mess. And it is my sincere hope, and I suspect it's the hope of every one of my ladies that appears on this podcast, that you are tucking each one of these inspiring stories in your back pocket and saying, you know what? If that lady did it, so can I. Because that's the point. That's the point. So many of us, we hear all this negative shit out there that one of the clutch moves that you will make on this journey and truly in your lifetime, one of the clutch moves, if you're really serious about success, is you're going to pay more attention to the inspiring stories, the stories of triumph, than you do to the negative shit. Because ultimately, if you want to be successful, you have to be willing to be an outlier. You have to be willing to be something other than average. You have to be willing to be the last one on the dance floor because that's often what it takes. We often stop ourselves and shut ourselves off millimeters before the success that we desire. And today's story what my beloved Mel is going to share is only going to underscore that fact. When this brave, kind, free-spirited, balls woman that just makes me want to do pirouettes around my office, when she came to me, she had been through a cancer scare. You know, she had surgery. There was a mass in her uterus. She had found out that her right tube had been blocked. I mean, there were so many reasons for her to stay stuck in fear, negativity, and doubt. And and she'll tell you herself that she got to a point where she was obsessed that something was wrong with her. She had lost the joy in her life. And there was so much that seemed to be standing in her way now that she had come to the realization that she wanted to be a mom. She'll also tell you that she wasn't even sure she wanted to have kids. She didn't think she would. But the power of love, finding the right partner, changed everything for her. And that's when her journey began, a journey to self-discovery, but also to finding just how strong she is. So if you are in a place today where you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's so much wrong with me. I am such a mess. There is no hope. You are going to want to turn this interview with my beloved Mel up, turn it way up, pull your car over, sit down, listen to this whole thing in its entirety, listen to it two, three, four times if you need to. Because what Mel has to teach us today could change the trajectory of your fertility journey. 
So here's my conversation with the amazing and most beloved Mel. Hi, Roseanne. How oh, it's so are good to you? see you. I'm doing well. That beautiful turquoise. Yeah, this I'm in the I'm in the nursery. So this is like my calm place. So I thought, okay, I have to do. I have to do this interview with you in here. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, we are going to jump right in, my love, okay. because this is a story and and journey that just makes my heart sing. So why don't you start us off by just sharing a little bit about how you found yourself on this journey? We'll start there. Okay. Uh, wow. Well, my story is very untraditional. So I was married the end of June, 2020. Um, I had never wanted children in my whole life. I just, man, I, I work with children the time at the time when I got married, I was running a bilingual preschool all by myself. So, and I traveled, so I've, I've traveled to 85 countries. I'm a travel freak. And I just thought my life is not meant for children. I am not meant to be a mom, but I would say the day after our wedding, I don't know. God completely changed my heart. It was something I couldn't even explain. I wanted to be a mom like so bad, like that next day. And I'm like, what is this? This is not me. What is happening? It was, it was scary because I had never had these thoughts like babies. I mean, they're cute and all, but I, you know, I didn't want to be around them. I didn't want the crying or the, the hassle or the diaper changing. I know it just, it wasn't for me, but all of a sudden I just, I had this in my heart and I knew like there was, there's no going back. I, I need to follow this through. So, um, we immediately started trying and I just had this feeling. I don't know what it was. I don't know if you would call it intuition, but I tend to see things glass half empty. So I look at, I look at things, you know, in a negative light. So, so I don't fail, I guess. So I, I look at things so I don't set myself up for failure. And I always prepare for the worst. That's just how I've always been and how I've been able to succeed in life. So yeah, I thought immediately, I thought, okay, something's wrong. I need to get checked out. So I, I went to the doctor and they did an annual exam on me. They found that I had abnormal cells on my cervix. And they also found a lump in one of my breasts. So I'm like, oh shit, first month of marriage and I could have cancer and like in two spots on my body. So I'm like, okay, I just need to learn more about my fertility because I, at that point in my life, I didn't even know really how babies, how babies were made. Embarrassing to say, but I didn't know the the egg had to travel down the fallopian tube, all of that. So I read this book that told me 500 page book all about basal body temperature and how you check for your cervical mucus, all of that. Um, so I became obsessed. I became obsessed with monitoring my basal body temperature, all of that. And if it was just, you know, just an inkling off, it just, it ruined my whole day. I just, I couldn't, I was so obsessed. I couldn't even wake up. I mean, I'd wake up in the middle of the night having to go to the bathroom, but I couldn't even let myself go to the bathroom because my basal body temperature would be off in the morning. It was ridiculous. So this went on for months. This went on, gosh, from yeah, July all the way until the next March uh, before I met you. So anyway, that was my obsession story with the, the basal body temperature. In the meantime, I went and I, I had my, my cervix checked out. 
they did a colposcopy and found that I had type three abnormal cells, which is the the type right before it turns into full-blown cancer. So they're like, we need to remove this. You need a surgery. So I got a surgery the end of November. That was 2020. And they also found during surgery, I had a mass. They never, they never figured out what it was, but it was a mass in my uterus. It could have been a blood clot. It could have just been cells, a growth of cells. So they removed that at the same time. And they said, okay, you're, you know, you're, you're good to go, but you have to wait a while for your cervix to heal. So we had to wait until February of 2021. And then also during that time frame, I, I got my boob checked out. It turns out my, I'm just lumpy when I ovulate. So I just have lumpy boobs. So it was fine. No cancer there. Girl, I'll, um, take, a, I'll take a lumpy boob any day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I, that was a big relief. So we didn't start trying again until February, 2021. And the doctor said, if I wasn't pregnant by the end of my seventh cycle, that I would need to have an IUI. So I said, okay, we'll just, let's just see what happens. So I didn't get pregnant in February. That cycle didn't work. March, I thought I was because my period was late. It was never late. It was always pretty regular, like clockwork. And I was spotting, which I had never spotted before. And so I thought, well, maybe this could be implantation bleeding, all of that. So I took a pregnancy test. It was negative. My doctor said it could have just been just a late period for whatever reason. And at that point, I had the biggest meltdown of my life. Yes, I had one margarita, a large one. But after that came home, my poor husband, I just, I was on the floor in a ball, just crying. I did not know what was wrong with me. I felt broken. My mindset was so messed up. I was just obsessed with getting pregnant and that something was wrong with me and somebody needed to fix me and I would do whatever it it took. You know, I'm, I'm committed at, you know, whatever I put my mind to. Um, and at that, that point it was pretty dark and I realized I need, I need help. Like this is bigger than me. My mindset just is in a, in a very bad place. So I had found you over Facebook. Um, It was an advertisement for your first book that you had written. And so I read the book the month of February and I thought, this is, this is great. Like, I really like what's in here, the material, the mindset, all of that. And so after my meltdown, I decided, okay, I'm just, I'm going to call, I'm going to get in contact with Roseanne because I can't, I can't do this myself. I'm failing. I'm going to, you know, mess up my marriage or something. I don't know. Something was going to happen. So my husband and I, it was spring break, March, 2021. We went to the Dominican Republic. And then the day after we came back, I had just an interview with you to get into the program. And so, yes, I got in. I was super excited. I started with you, your classes, the end of March through May that, yeah, 2021. And yeah, it was a lifesaver. I thought to myself, even if I never get pregnant, these skills that that you taught me, I'm going to just carry with me my whole life. And, you know, yes, it mattered that, you know, I get pregnant, but I just thought this is so valuable for anybody. Um, My time with you, it was an eight week course of forgiveness. I feel every week, I just remember coming to you and I have my questions. And it was just, I had a block, I had a big block of just the anger and resentment I was carrying around from the past 
from what people had said to me or how they had hurt me. And I just remember well, I would get up in the morning and I would run 45 minutes in hopes that running would just release this anger, but it never did. So yeah, so my homework assignments with you, it was just, it was forgiving these people. And I did, the, I mean, the methodology, it worked. And I just remember feeling so light, like a big rock had just been removed from my chest and I could actually have conversations with these people and not you know, be judgmental of them or just be keeping a tally mark, tally score of what they were doing to me or what, you know, how I could use whatever they said against them later. So it was just, I could now actually form authentic relationships with people, with my family members. So I thought that was great. Yeah. So it was, yeah, an eight week course of forgiveness, which was perfect. <laughs> who knew, right? Like who yeah, knew? Yeah. Which is, but it was exactly what I needed. And, and you called me out too, like all the time, if I was, you know, going into victimhood and woe is me, all of these things happening to me, which I needed, I needed someone to be direct and, you know, stop, stop your thinking, stop what you're doing and just change your mindset. And yeah, I worked on it and yeah, I was, I was committed through the whole program. So the end, the end, and this is the part, yeah, you don't know. I remember the last session I had told you I was getting going in for an HSG to see if my tubes were okay. And, and yeah, so that was the week after my sessions ended with you. Uh, so beginning of June. And so I just had a feeling, I had a feeling my right tube, something about my right tube. And I don't know why I just thought maybe they're going to find something. So I was scared. I was scared to death. So I went in, got it done. And yeah, sure enough, my right tube completely blocked, but my left tube works. So I thought, well, gee, I was really sad. I was upset. I had to kind of mourn that part of my body that, you know, doesn't function. But at, at the same time, I was really relieved because I found, okay, maybe this could be, this could be an answer. This could be why I'm having just a hard time, harder time getting pregnant. So I kind of just let that go. And then a couple weeks later, my husband and I went to Eastern Europe traveled the whole summer. And just during that time, well, traveling is kind of healing in itself for me. But also during that time, I was just, I was visualizing and meditating constantly. So every day I'd, I'd visualize just, just an openness, just that my tube, my right tube would become open and that my left side, it would start creating the eggs. Cause I feel like my right side is, is the most dominant side, but that I would start ovulating from my left side. So yeah, it was, it was a great trip. We came back and then I remember right before I was supposed to have my next period, I had an acupuncture session and I, during my visualization on the table, I just, I felt this presence of, of this little girl. I just, I felt her. She was so close. Like I could just feel her in the room and it was the little girl I had been visualizing this whole time. And then I, I ended up getting pregnant. So it was, I know it was her. So I got pregnant super excited end of july so just two months two cycles after finishing your class but then i was terrified i was terrified that i was pregnant i was happy of course and i thought man this this is so magical like i did these visualizations and these exercises and i got pregnant but i'm afraid of a miscarriage because i i heard all of these stories you know the ladies talking and just podcasts and i heard it and i and my mom told me some stories and you know people would bring me these horror stories and those kept playing in my mind just over and over. And 
yeah, I let it get the best of me. I thought I'm, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have a miscarriage. I thought that every day. And through that, through those first nine weeks of that pregnancy, I was bleeding a lot. I went to the ER twice. They couldn't figure it out, but I was clotting all of this stuff. And then at nine weeks, it ended. So it did end in a miscarriage. I was super devastated, but then I thought, no, like this, this is not my story. This is not, this is not the end. This can't be the end. This, that's, that's ridiculous. So the next, the very next day after my miscarriage, I went right back to my acupuncturist. She wanted to try to get my period back going. The doctor said it would take four to six weeks for a period to come, but it took me a week. So just a week because yeah, I was visualizing just shedding, shedding the old. I wanted to start again. I made a promise to myself that the next time if I were to get pregnant, I would celebrate it. I wouldn't be afraid. I would tell people I wouldn't, you know, think of these horrible negative thoughts. I just wouldn't listen to it. So that was my promise to myself. Yeah. So I still, you know, continued with the meditation, the acupuncture, green smoothies. Those are super helpful. I started that in your program too, just being trying to be super healthy <laughs> and cutting back on the running. That was, that was big too. I, I, yeah. I was underweight. And so I had to gain a little bit of weight, stop so much running. So then let's see, I was, you know, I listened to your podcast every week and you had done a podcast on wonderment and that just kind of, I felt like I was in a little bit of a funk just after the the miscarriage, but that just got me thinking like, I need to be, I need to shine my light so bright and be so joyful of my life and what I have that I attract this new baby. So I started doing that. I started looking at everything just through joyful eyes and just being grateful for everything. And it, it works like you change your mind and your life will follow. That's kind of like my new life motto now. So yeah, so just thinking about wonderment, all of that. My last visualization that I did before I took a pregnancy test, it was just, it was a, kind of the coolest thing. So I laid down just in the nursery I had prepared and I, I found some really nice music and I thought, okay, I'm going to visualize just ovulating for my left side, all of that. But something stopped me. It said, no, just let whatever happens, let whatever comes in your brain come and just accept it. And you don't have to have an agenda for this meditation. So I did. And the most beautiful things came to me. I just saw, I remember visualizing a sunset and mountains and trees and flowers all of these things. And I just got up from that meditation and I thought these, you know, these were the most beautiful things I've seen and it's life. And I am connected to this because I'm alive and I have beauty in my life. So if I am a part of all of this beauty, then there's no reason why I can't carry a life inside of me. There's no reason. So the next, I guess it was five days later, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. So I'm like, yes, okay, okay, this this is it. This is, yeah, I'm gonna change, change my way of thinking. I told everybody, it was Thanksgiving. I told my family, my friends, everybody knew. Yeah, I mean, of course I still battle, I still battle with like negative thoughts. I still do like, oh, this is gonna end. You know, it's your saboteurs constantly. I'm constantly on guard, but you know, I'm still pregnant today. <laughs> so it's, it worked. <laughs> this is incredible, Mel, because think about it. Think about who you were before. You had said, you know, you're this glass half empty. This is what made me successful. 
but you had to have realized that that what that may have made you successful professionally, but that may not necessarily work for you on this journey. Quite the opposite. Opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because who wants to have a mom that, you know, I just think of it, who wants to have a mom that sees the world so negatively and you have to do this to get ahead and no, no baby is going to want that. So yeah, I had to totally change just everything about my life. Well, yeah. and also that sense of openness, because I think one of the most powerful, I mean, you said a lot of really powerful things and there's a shit ton of little nuggets in there that I just love. But one of the things that I really want to highlight here, because I think you deserve a lot of credit for it, was having the presence of mind and the openness to say, something is blocking me and to be willing to change the way that you perceive the events in your life that you are holding anger. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I was just sick of getting up and having that feeling every morning. It, you know, it's annoying. It is a weight. And I didn't want to live my life resenting these people that are, you know, close to me. There's no way to live a good life like that. Yeah. And it's extraordinary because I think a lot of people don't make the connection. They don't see that carrying around that weight, that lack of forgiveness and this this anger and uh, scorekeeping and all of those things that we tend to do when we're not grounded, mm-hmm. you know, that there is a physical effect. There's It is constricting. And what you're yeah. describing, Mel, is an openness. Yes. I think that's fair. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because that's that is exactly how I feel today. I'm just open and I'm able. It's really interesting especially after my, my miscarriage, I'm able to control my energy. So it's, it's really interesting just working with my, my students, like they're more at ease. The parents are really at ease. I did, I changed my job position a little bit. I'm no longer running a bilingual preschool. Now I go into, it's a charter school and I go into my students' houses and I'm with them and it's like one-on-one teaching. And it just it's I don't know, I can just create the energy, the atmosphere that I want. And it's it's just amazing because these families are just opening up to me and telling me their life story. And, you know, the cats and dogs are sitting on me just because it's this energy that, yeah, it's very it's very interesting just to like step back and observe. Whereas before it, my energy was not like that. And maybe I put some people off because I had an agenda and I had to get this and this and this done. But now it's just. I feel, I feel free. Wow. That is an incredible transformation because to go from having an agenda to a place where you're open and you're attracting amazing people into your lives, a new position, dogs and cats. And, you know, (laughs) that is a, you can't deny that kind of energetic shift and what it begins to bring into your life. I mean, yeah, because you're, you're somebody that can see both sides of this, you know, as an intellectual educated woman it would have been really easy for you to blow off this mindset piece of it and say, that crazy lady is full of shit. This sounds like a whole bunch of tree hugging craziness. I don't need any of that. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what, what in you connected with this though, because there was some level of wisdom within you that had to say, now I need this. I need to look at this piece. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess just the way my life was turning out. I mean, not that it was unsuccessful, but I wasn't having any success in this part of my life, in fertility. And it could be just because I never pictured myself as a mom, but 
you know, I'm not used to, to failing. Whatever I put my mind to, it's accomplished. And I was putting my mind to this hard. I thought the, the more negative I could be and the harder I try and, you know, measuring my basal body temperature and learning about this and getting my checkups, the more I can do that, you know, I will be successful. I will get pregnant, but it was, it was not happening. In fact, it was the opposite. It, that was also creating a block, just those anxious thoughts of failure. So I knew I needed to explore something else, something well, out there. Oh man, I love that you're 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 opening that door because I think that's our first stop is really accomplished, you know, professionals is we think the more I suffer, you know, I just have mm-hmm. to work harder. I just have to yeah. be more negative. I just, you know, if I just plan for every worst shit that can possibly happen, then I'm somehow gonna get there, you know? Yes. But this is about making babies. This is about calling in life. I mean, doing it the other way is kind of repelling. It is. Yeah. Which I think is why exactly why, you know, nobody wanted, no baby was attracted to, you know, my mindset back, you know, when I first got married, no. And I I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't get pregnant, you know, right when I wanted to, because I think I would have been an awful mom, to be honest, I would have just been hovering and and just a negative Nancy and just worrisome all the time. And now I feel like with this new baby, oh, I'm not, I'm not stressed. I know I'm going to learn, you know, what I need to learn in the, the due time and it will come. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried. Maybe I should, maybe I should be, but no, no, I'm no. just not. I'm, I'm going to no, yeah. get off the worry train, <laughs> yeah. baby girl, because you work too hard to get out yeah. of there. Because, yeah. But look at what taking the time and making the investment in yourself, both time and resources in, in a very short time, because eight weeks is not long. <laughs> it's not long to be able to see such a dramatic change in yourself and to be able to make that shift where you go from a place of, of feeling chaotic. And, you know, and, and I had a flashback for a second when you were describing being afraid of going to the bathroom in the middle of the night because it was going to throw off your basal body temperature. Uh. Awful. I remember when I tracked that, I tracked it with the precision of a lunar landing. <laughs> and if it was even slightly off, I, I totally get what you're saying because I was floored for the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And for you to make that shift from that place, I mean, because think about where you came from, Mel. You know, the health scares, you know, I've only been married for a couple months and here I yeah. am, cancer scares, and now I'm struggling with fertility going negative, finding yourself on the floor, you know, in a fetal position to where you are today. It's extraordinary. I mean, you did this in less than a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I owe everything to you. you. I'm so grateful. You are the person I most look up to in my life and you will always, (laughs) but seriously, I would be in the same fetal position if I never found you. I mean, (laughs) Yeah, truly. My my waterproof mascara is working overtime <laughs> right now. But like, but Mel, I think, I mean, I appreciate the the honor of having met you, but I think that what takes all of that goodness to the next level is you were willing to do the work. Yeah. You loved yeah. yourself and you loved your dream enough. Your hand was up every week. Mm-hmm. You always showed up. You always did your work. You were in communication with me. Like you really 
were the embodiment and are the embodiment of a woman who understands her hell yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I had no other option. I felt like sometimes I wished, man, why do I, I wish this dream sometimes wasn't, you know, I, I, I wished I wouldn't want, you know, didn't want to be a mom so badly, but there was just no turning back. There was no way. So I thought, yeah, it's yeah. Go big or go home. You know, exactly. I, I well, and I think that there was something really important that happened too, because when you were in the program, you were describing this really fearless move. You were like, you were going to travel because yeah, that was, yeah. that was right around kind of this apex, you know, of people being afraid and not wanting to travel. Oh, yeah. We were traveling before that we were, tra- man, I don't know. I've, I've never really been afraid of, of that, of getting sicknesses or anything. And I've always been fine. So yeah, we were yeah, traveling yeah. through the pandemic and yeah. But, but see, yeah. but think about how, cause I think an important thing, especially for you, because I know you and I know how, you know, authenticity is really important and how you are a woman who dances to the beat of her own drum, that having the presence of mind to continue to do what you love, even though you're on this journey, you know, it, it's, I think mm-hmm. that's really stunning. What do you think was, was happening for you that kept you going in that way? Um, so traveling is just my sense of, of joy. I, I couldn't give that up. I just, I couldn't. I mean, now I, I can't really travel. So I'm, I'm a little bit stuck at the moment, but man, as soon as, as soon as this baby's born, we're going somewhere. It's just, for me, traveling has just opened up just such a, a rich experience in my life. It's just given me empathy and just a way to see other people and their way of life and their way of thinking. Um, so I knew I, I couldn't give that up. And, you know, I knew I had to get pregnant all at the same time. So I thought, okay, I can do, I can do all of this. Why not? No, it's the massive yes. And yes, yes you're the and. living mm-hmm. proof of the power of yes. And because yes, yes I'm on this journey and I'm going to continue to do the things that I love. I'm going to have joy mm-hmm. because I think that's a huge component that when we're in the thick of this, a lot of times we lose track of that and, and we see it in our relationships disintegrating. We see it in our marriages and partnerships, you know, getting strained, you know, it's just, we think that we're Batman sometimes. We think we can compartmentalize that. But the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. Yes. Yes. And I just found too, just doing the meditations and the grateful lists, you can't be afraid if you're grateful and have joy. You just can't. You can't have those two emotions at the same time. I remember you saying that. And I've, I mean, I'm living proof. I've experienced this. So just, I just, I make it a point every day to just be as grateful as I can because that eliminates fear and negativity and doubt and shame and all of that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, so talk to us about how these tools have supported you through your pregnancy. Because how far along are you today? So I'm 15 weeks. Ah! Yeah. Gosh, I ah, that's so yeah. amazing. Oh my goodness, 15 weeks. So, yes. so how has this helped you through your pregnancy? Because as you were saying before, you know, once you're pregnant, it's not like this work stops, you know, then all the saboteurs of things going away, especially since you had experienced loss. Yeah. So no. So I still, I have to meditate. I try to do it not every day, but every other day, at least I still journal. I still write my grateful list. I have to put into practice everything that I learned from your class. 
And on days that I don't, I just feel like, uh oh, like something's missing, something, you know, I didn't do something today. And yeah, it does, it really does make all of the difference. I think that's one big takeaway is just the meditation and visualization. It's so huge because for me, it just, it just with, with my body and everything, it brought into consciousness, you know, everything that I had to work with, missing parts and all. And I think just by being able to get a better picture of my body and telling it what I needed it to do and what I still need it to do to support this baby, it worked. It's working. So, wow. Yeah, it's just a higher level of consciousness. So, yeah, if, if people aren't meditating and visualizing, they need to because for me, I think it's the only way that this, these two pregnancies could have happened. Yeah. And you know what, when you're, I mean, you're bringing up a really brilliant point because you, when you are able to visualize and when you go within, you're less prone to being, you know, to having shiny object syndrome where you have some people saying this, some people saying that you can actually zero in more effectively on what's actually true for you. Yeah, absolutely. I remember. So after the HSG, when they said, you know, I have one tube left, um, my doctor said I could do, I could keep going with treatments. Like they could do exploratory surgery, all of that. And just my intuition just told me, no, I'm perfectly fine with what I have. And I will meditate and visualize to heal this and just to use the tools that I'm, I'm equipped with at this time in my life. So yeah. Mel, that is uber gangster. Like I have to tell you that move is uber gangster because, and that actually demonstrates to me very clearly, you were not in a place of fear no. because you could have easily been in a place where you get ushered into a fucking exploratory surgery Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you may not need. Right. That That could cause more damage. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think that takes, and I love that you're, you're talking about a a higher consciousness because I think when we get fearless and when we really tap into that inner knowing our consciousness just goes through the roof. Mm -hmm. You can see truth when it's presented to you. You can feel truth when you're in the presence of it. And when you hear truth, you know, it will resonate. Yes. And you had to do all of those things in order to stay the course. Yes. Yes. And it, you know, it it wasn't easy. There's a lot of distractions and a lot of stories and sadness, but yeah, staying the course, I mean, you get the results. Wow. Well, so now what would you tell, I mean, like thinking of every place, I mean, you've taken us on this beautiful journey with you and there's so much richness in your experience. I would love to know, like, what are some of the things that you would want the women listening yeah. to know, because I remember, I remember you telling me, Roseanne, I'm going to be on your podcast. And like, yes, yeah. and here you are. This is, a I know moment. this is a dream. This is huge. Yes. I know. It's like, this is a moment. Like if people don't know this, but like whenever a woman tells me that I believe her, I believe she will do it. And I imagine it. And I, and I hope she imagines it too. Yes. And oh, just, I did. Yeah. And just having this experience is just demonstrative of how powerful we are when we make a decision. So what are some of the things you'd want to share with the women listening? Yeah. Um, So, well, like I said, the power of visualization is huge. So just meditating, if you can, even just 
five minutes a day. That's all it takes. That's all it is really. I mean, anybody can set that time aside. Um, creating a vision board was really big for me too. So I have that hanging. I studied it every night. I put on there, be on Roseanne's podcast. It was, the date was for September 3rd. So that passed, but I, I was pregnant at that time. So, I mean, just like seeing who cares, who cares yeah. how, how accurate you were. <laughs> right. No, but matter. it was there. And so I would just look at it every night for a couple minutes right before I went to bed. And I still do that just to, you know, get these thoughts in my subconscious. So I think that was that that's a really important piece too. just creating a vision board. And then another big piece for me was affirmations. Affirmations are huge. So your body hears what you tell it, even if even if you're not speaking it out loud, if you're thinking, oh, my uterus is so stupid, I'm never going to get pregnant, it's hostile, whatever, your body hears that and it will react accordingly. So yeah, chances are you you do have a hostile uterus and you're never going to get pregnant. So just for me, because I'm I was so negative, just turning that around and just having affirmations like I am fertile, my body is made perfectly in the image of God. Those were some of my meditate or my affirmations. And I have those everywhere. I have them in my wallet. I have them hanging in my bedroom. I have um, just quotes from your program, quotes that you had said, or quotes just from um, excerpts from books. Those are hanging all over my house. And I, I see them every day. I read them every day. And it just, it's amazing because it does just sink into your whole being. So you're, you're not just saying it, but you're living it and feeling it and breathing it. And actually one of my favorite quotes, I wrote it down. It's, it was from one of the, I don't know, I think it was on a homework assignment that we did. And it's written by Robert Frost. He says, two roads diverged in a wood and I took the one less traveled by and that has made all the difference. And that's kind of just a summary of my life at this point. So even though it's it's not traditional and it is messy, it is the most beautiful thing, you know, that that I have and that I've experienced. So life can be messy, but it also can be so beautiful at the same time. Yeah. I mean, you're making mama so proud right now, Mel, because <laughs> when I think about you and the transformation and 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 you keeping your promise to yourself. Because I think that's an important thing to raise here too, is that you deserve every bit of this joy, not just because you were born deserving of it, but also because you did something that is a very rare thing. And that is keeping a promise to yourself, loving yourself, loving this dream, loving this baby enough to get out of your comfort zone and to challenge yourself and to really get into a place where the old story could finally be put to rest. Yeah. And, and you yeah. made space for an entirely new personal history. I mean, what you've done, Mel, is, is literally change your family tree by, by creating this entirely new branch. I mean, because you're going to be able to teach your baby this. Yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I am so honored, Mel, and I am so grateful that we had this moment together. It's a oh, moment that has too. been in the back of my mind for so long and and to be able to share in this moment with you i mean dude this is why i do what i do is to be able to see that glow on a woman's face and to see you so happy and really living the life that you were meant to live man that is that is beyond 
So thank you for the inspiration. And I know that unquestionably you're going to change somebody's life with what you've shared here. So thank you. Yes. Oh, thank you, Roseanne. It has been an honor just getting to know you and yeah, just you being a part of my life. Thank you. So good. Well, thank you, Mel. And you keep me posted on that, baby. I will. I will send you pictures. (laughs) I can't wait. Hey, loves, isn't it just extraordinary the turn of events that happened in Mel's life and what she was able to discover about herself and her own power and staying focused and taking control, not just of her mindset, but truly where she was headed on this journey? It's just It never ceases to amaze me what happens when a woman makes a decision, a decision to not give up, a decision to stay the course, a decision to take control, and a decision to keep staying focused on that dream in her heart. And I think another really important lesson that you can take from this interview with Mel is, you know, There was a point when, you know, she stopped driving herself crazy, thinking that she had to do everything under the sun and track her cycle with, you know, this obsessive precision. You know, it it wasn't that she just kind of gave up doing all the things. It was she was in a place where she realized that it wasn't necessarily about what she was doing. It was the way that she was doing it. She was doing it from a place of possibility. She was doing it from a place of confidence. She was doing it from a place of higher consciousness, trust, and faith, right? Because we get really caught up in this rat race thinking that, oh, I got to do everything. I got to do absolutely everything. I got to make conceiving a full-time job. But what if you made it simple? What if it was less about you doing 50,000 things and more about doing five things fearlessly? Just chew on that. Ask yourself, What if I could make conceiving less about doing 5,000 things and more about doing what's right for me fearlessly? And Lux, look, if you want to learn what I taught my beloved Mel, my Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body, just like Mel did. So you don't have to look back on this time in your life with regret. I work with women, as you can see, clearly who are committed to success. To apply for your interview for this program, go to my website, www.frommaybe2baby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodology has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. There really is something to this mindset shit, ladies. If your way is not working, it might be time to try mine. If you don't have a mindset for success on this journey, baby, you got to keep it all under strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.